1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
2: We got them right where we want them. Prime
1: time on Football Friday. No one into our house and pushes us around 1080 the fan how you play today from this moment on is how you will be remembered this is a football friday edition of primetime with isaac and
0: sook
3: brought to you by the alien sportsbook Watch the games in the region's largest
1: video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook.
0: Football Friday with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan.
4: Hey, what it do? Oh, hey. What
0: is up?
4: Ha, ha. I am bringing it today. Let me tell you something. I'm going to leave it all out there. Really? It's Friday. I'm leaving it all out there.
2: I don't think you are. It's the fourth quarter. Is it because it's a short show? That's why? We have a short show. <laughs> I just found out. It's only I'm a, energized. It's only a half hour, but like your eyes
4: lit up. I was like, like whoa. It's, Wait, what? It's, we're off at
0: 6.30? <laughs> I will say there's some something mentally about the difference between 6.30 God. and 7 that's way greater than a half hour. You are
2: so right. It, it is such a small, like, uh, it, it's it's like 19 minutes of radio, but you're like, man, we're off for
4: Woo! Look, we love doing this, but uh, <laughs> trust me, when they give us a
2: couple seggies off. <laughs> Short show on, uh, that's uh, exciting. Like a uh, what, half day at school or a two hour, you know, late start. Yeah. You're just all kinds of fired up. Yeah, it's a good feeling. I'm feeling good right now. I got a bunch of stolen glory today. What do you mean? Well, it's Veterans Day. Yeah. And so... Shout out uh, to all you vets. Shout out to the vets. And now I... uh, Look, this was not an intentional thing because, look, I'll admit it, I'm a terrible person. I kind of forgot it was Veterans Day. Did you wake up like, Veterans Day! It's on my phone. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, you just kind of like... And
4: I I got naked (laughs) and I took my American flag and I, I did a lap around the
2: neighborhood. You know what? That's... You know, thank you for your service. For freedom. Thank You're, you. Yeah, you did a naked lap for freedom.
0: Yeah. I actually know a guy uh in high school who post 9/11 draped himself in only the American flag and ran out to center field at the Oakland Coliseum <laughs> during an A's game. Oh wow.
2: <laughs> did anyone notice because, you know, it's he Oakland. got cheered on. People loved oh, it yeah, because they it was like we <laughs> were all unified
0: USA USA. They're like here play center field. <laughs> yeah, probably. All 12 they were people terrible then.
2: All 12 people went
0: nuts. Yeah, it's about right.
2: So I like, uh I I really like the service academies and my dad was in the navy so I have a bunch of like workout gear from army navy and like air force my stepbrother was in the air force and so this morning I mean think about it I just I wore like a like a cut-off navy like kind of sweatshirt thing to work out and I realized it was Veterans Day so everywhere I was going I was getting the thank you for your service. Ah and it's it, like if if I'm at a if I'm in line and someone's like, "Hey, did you serve?" Then obviously I'm like, "Well, no. It's just my my dad was in it, and I appreciate the military." But when you're just walking by someone, it's it's just easier to smile and nod. And uh, boy, I had a lot of stolen valor today. I had about uh, twelve. Thank you for your services. Hmm. That they just got like a a wave and a, and a and a head nod. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't think I would just assume someone served. I think on Veterans Day, if you're wearing, uh, if you're wearing a military academy uh, article of clothing, plus uh, you you know, I, I have that kind of like you you look like you're in some sort of law enforcement sort of thing about me, and so I, I just you get it a lot, and it's weird to just if you're just walking by someone, it's weirder to be like, well, no, I just you know, it's just a shirt. So you just smile and wave, but that's how I realized it was Veterans Day. About the fourth one, I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, Veterans Day." So I'm riding high on all my stolen valor today, feeling uh, feeling well, boat up. Thank
4: you for your service. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's a big show. We got Joey Harrington coming on. You guys knew that, though? Yes. Friday, uh, well, Husky Week. So he's probably filled with hate.
2: <laughs> Joey doesn't seem like a real hate-filled sort of guy. No.
4: Do you hate? Um. So I as a as a well. I actually do still have a lot of hate for our rival, which uh, is Missouri. Missouri. For those who don't know, I hate yeah. them. Well, I mean, that,
2: that, that's, they're awful. That's deep seated. Like it is between the states. It's a
4: nasty one. Yes, it's a nasty one, and uh, it's because they're awful. <laughs> um, and I saw a woman in a Mizzou sweatshirt the other day in my yeah. neighborhood. I shouted a rock chalk at her. <laughs> I'm telling you, she glared. She, you know, that is not taken. She did not. She glared at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like oh ha ha ha. She's like no. She <laughs> stared me. At, she stared me down.
2: It's it's one of the more
4: heated ones. Yeah.
2: Well, they do call it the border war. Well, it was the border
4: yes. war. Yes. So it was like, it was the, because Missouri was pro-slavery and the Jayhawkers, Kansas guys, were were good, upstanding people who were like, no, you can't do that. That's be, that's, <laughs> that's bullsh. And so then they
2: fought. Yeah. Very bloody war. But didn't only like half of Missouri even realize that they were in the war? Yeah. It was a very. It was a strange time. It was down in the. Yeah. yeah it was like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Missouri's awful. Do you hate Utah? Or? No, I don't. And that pisses a lot of BYU fans off. Like BYU fan gets Is mad. Is that at a me. really heated rivalry? Oh yeah. Is, Is it? I mean, still that's, to this day. Yes. Like, even though they don't. It's, do they ever even play? Yeah. Yeah. Now it it's it's not like it was when it was always our last game of the year. And for a while there, they didn't play it um, with the when the, when they went to the Pac-12. So there were some years, but yeah, they play it and. That it, is a great name, though, the Holy War. It, it is. It, it's, it's bad. Well, everyone hates the Mormons, and then the Mormons obviously get all bowed yeah, up. Yeah, but aren't a, a lot of
4: Utes Mormon?
2: Yeah, but that's the, that's the thing. It's like Mormon on Mormon crime. But there's really no non-Mormons that are BYU fans, and there's a lot of non-Mormons that are Utes. Okay. And the old, the old adage when I was there is that if you couldn't get into BYU, you went to Utah. It was viewed as the by far the lesser. So if you're a Mormon Ute, do you have
4: a little respect for the for BYU? Like, I feel like that's a weird juxtaposition. because it's
2: it's weird because the the Utah Mormon, it's they again, they they always get slighted. It's like you couldn't get into BYU. Boy, it is hostile. It is like community college. It's bad. And now it's been flipped because we're their little brother. Utah beats the crap out of us. Yeah, Utah was smart. They just, see this is what happens when you join a big Power Five league.
4: Yeah, you get better. Yeah, they BYU. Meanwhile, is just yeah you know, uh, they've they've whooped our ass for years. And years. Mountain Westy, although they're going to the Big uh, Twelve. Big Twelve. So
2: I just remember one year, and I was like my sophomore year or whatever. Norm Chow, who was essentially our head coach, he gave a phenomenal speech where he just lit into us at the halftime and said every one of those bleeps wanted to come here and we didn't want any of them and you're getting your ass kicked by mm, them. That's good. That's it, a good line. It was. It was like one of those it's like, like oh, "Oh, yeah, like we yeah, we should probably, you know, we should probably get this uh together." So, yeah, that's a that's a really heated one and when I played there, I hated them. We had I, there was twice when I was there in my 5 years where we had fights between uh family members of our team and their crowd. I mean it was it was bad. And now and and I would have I would have told you back then that I would have hated him to the day I died. I, I got nothing but love for the Utes. I like I really like Kyle Whittingham, who is a BYU guy. A uh, bunch of my guys that I played with over the years have gone in and out of that program and have, have coached there. I have a lot of respect for him. I, I like Utah. And it's it's weird. And so for BYU fan, uh when they hear me say that, they get really pissed and they think you're some kind of traitor or I just I just don't have any hatred. I always root for BYU when they play them, but if uh, if BYU isn't playing Utah, go Utes. Uh, it's it's a great little story. Now,
4: Buck, do you? Buck went to Oregon. For those who don't know, um, do you hate the Huskies?
0: I I don't know if I would say I hate them. I I definitely used to, and it was it was something that I think when I was in college and immediately post college I. I would probably make a point of, if I'd had a couple at a bar, like, oh, you're a Huskies fan, that kind of a thing. But, uh, no, not for a while have I really cared that much. But I do kind of have a visceral thing. Like, when I just see the purple and gold, I'm like, no. But I, I'm not. Yeah, it doesn't, it's the colors. But it doesn't, like, the people who went there don't bother me. Like, their fans don't bother me. But I just see, like, a sweatshirt, I'm like, no. Dude, that is so true. It, it really is the colors. Like, yeah. there's something
4: about the colors that just of your rival mm-hmm. that you truly hate like i will never wear anything purple yeah kansas, kansas state. state and then the gold and black just looks so ugly like when i watch missouri i just go <laughs> just like but... huskies do that about ducks with the you know yeah green and yellow
2: there's a science or in in oregon's case every color in the rainbow um well they look so good now <laughs> like their their
4: stuff looks the so old good. school though i bet that was pretty ugly for the sure huskies.
2: The uh, yeah, when I was growing up, people made fun of Oregon stuff, and then they even when when Nike first kind of came out, started doing their thing. They got a bunch of flack, and now, dude, Oregon stuff is kind of beyond. It's just good. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's some of the best stuff out there. They don't
4: they don't miss a lot. No, they I mean, don't. Every they're,
2: week they I haven't seen what they're wearing this week, but their stuff's usually pretty. Those cancer ones, it's pretty. Yeah, those were my favorites. Those of the year. were killer. They do great stuff, and so now you really can't. Like if you do take shots at them, it's you just kind of sound like. Okay. A now, leader. do you think
4: they stopped stomped
2: out cancer with those? <laughs> well, I would certainly Did hope that... so. Cancer is canceled now. Canc- we, we we've canceled it. Well, with their with their wonderful jerseys. I don't know what are they wearing this week. Do uh, we know?
0: I oh, I'm, I'm sure the equipment uh, staff has tweeted it out. It's probably on yeah, social media. Somewhere. Normally
2: they have those, and I honestly haven't checked Seen that one? But um, growing up with my brother at Washington State, I hated <clears throat> UW way more than anyone else. Like, oh. that was that was a big deal in my family. And now, same thing as I got older, I one of, my best friend loves the UW. He went there. His wife went there. And it pisses my brother off that I don't have any hatred for UW anymore. I really can't. We're all mellowing out. Yeah, I just, like, I hate Duke basketball. Does that still? Like, <laughs> I don't have any connection that there. That counts. Yeah, like, I, I, I if yeah. I had to pick a college team that I, I root against, it's probably them and maybe Clemson. Like, Dabo just bugs me. It's it's like a Brian Kelly thing. I now hate people way more than I hate teams.
0: Uh, That's yeah. a great call.
2: Yeah, like I I have nothing against like if if Dabo became the the coach at UW, I would instantly hate the Huskies. Yeah, you know. But now it's I got I got nothing against Caleb DeBoer. Or, you know. It's, yeah, he seems cool. I like him. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's definitely more of a. It's definitely more of a coach thing. Like, when when Chip was at Oregon and was rolling,
0: he was hard to – he was an ass. I'm sure Huskies hated him. Yes. I think a lot of people hated him with the success and the kind of curt attitude. He was an ass, yeah.
2: Like, that's one that if if you plan a guy like that in and he's successful, that can build some hate in a hurry. Whereas, like – when Helfrich, if, when Helfrich played for the national title, and I know he's only here a brief period of time. Nicest
4: guy in coaching. How
2: are you going to hate Mark Helfrich? Mike Riley versus Mark Helfrich. Right? The, the it, aw shucks bowl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I don't gonna, want any of these guys to lose. You have a nice off? Like, there's no, there's really no way to, to hate that. You really need a good villain. You need a Darth Vader. And uh, I think Cristobal was was a guy that you could hate. I think he had, he had kind of a toughy Tufferton thing about him, but... I look at this, I look at Jonathan Smith, I look at Caleb DeBoer, I look at Dickard up at Washington State, and certainly Dan Lanning, who uh, Rob wants to spoon with. There's really not a lot of uh, hateable things right now about the uh, the Northwest coaches. I find them all to be delightful. Well, we can hate Lincoln
4: Riley. There right? you go. He's kind of a
2: douche. Well, you can still hate Chip, although his douche I like factor Chip. has softened yeah, I like always,
4: a thousand times. I always liked him, but... He just he was a little rough around the edges at first, but I, he's he has definitely yeah. gotten yes, better. and he's cool yeah. when you know, like he's funny when you see him and yeah. uh, jokes
2: around now. But now Mora it was he, pretty tense. For Mora was easy to hate when he was at UCLA. Yeah, but they weren't good enough, you know. <sighs> well, they won nine games every year, but Dang. every year, like when they made the pac title game and Stanford just stuck an oar somewhere, uh, I loved like that to me was really enjoyable to watch. Like when Jimmy Lake. Flamed out at UW. That was fun because Lake yeah. was a douche.
4: You know. It, do you remember the name Norm Stewart? Norm Stewart. He was the basketball coach at Missouri mm. back in the day, and boy, was he hateable. Oh my god, he played the villain role so well for Kansas fans. It really? was great. Oh yeah, he would talk crap, and he was just he was he was a great coach. Mm. They had good teams, but uh, he was. To your point, like, he was quintessential villain.
2: And it is it is good to have... Oh, I can't even tell you who the Missouri football coach is now. Oh, did you see they just signed him to an extension and, like... Drinkwits? Yeah. I was going to
0: say, is it Elijah Drinkwitz? the yeah, guy from yeah. State? Is that who it is? So I think, I think if so. If you
2: want to make fun of Missouri, here's how to make fun of Missouri. He is 10 and 14 there. Mm-hmm. His biggest accomplishment is almost beating Georgia. And they just gave him an extension and bumped his pay up to, like, six and a half million bucks a year. Whoa, he makes six and a half milli? Yeah. They just signed They're just stupid. They just signed into an extension, and I was kind of looking into that, and I was like, "What? Wh- why? Like, what are you doing? Like, every year, teams, <clears throat> for unknown reasons, give out extensions, and they bid against themselves. Go look at that guy's extension. It's very strange.
4: Oregon, by the way, all yellows tomorrow. Okay. And the tickets, uh, people are saying that the ticket folks are saying, hey, we're yellow. Mm. So it's a yellow out.
2: Now, I will say... That I, I like pretty much everything they do as far as uh, their unis. The all yellows are probably my least favorite of uh, what they're bringing to the table.
0: Don't look bad. With me, it's it's when they pair uh, black with yellow because then it feels like more like Steelersy than it does like Oregon like. And so when they mix too much black in there, I have an issue. But I am okay with the solid yellows, but really like the uh, the apple greens.
2: Yeah, when they go all green, it's some of the best stuff in... Best stuff in college football. But I like the, I like when they do different of the one-offs. Like, even the eggshell stuff, I think, looks good. It's unique. Um, I just... Very rarely do I think they have a miss. And I w- if you would have gone back 15 years ago, I would have said that you're, you are you would have told me I'd be saying that. I would have laughed at you. Because I thought this, the, the Joey Harrington stuff, I thought that stuff was awful.
0: There were, like, six shades of green on those uniforms?
2: Yeah, and then they had the weird, like... I don't know. Look like steel plates on their shoulders, and uh, it just—I uh, didn't like it. Didn't like. I didn't like the single O on the side of the helmet. I always liked the uh, the interlocking O and U, and I just was never a fan. But I want to say about ten years ago, dude, their stuff—just everything they put out—I'm like, even if it's not my particular cup of tea, I'm like, dude, there are going to be a million people out there that think that stuff is slick. All right, guys, I'm telling you, we're leaving it all out there today going to be
4: a big show. Well,
2: speak for yourself. I'm holding a lot back.
4: We have Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins audio.
2: Did you finally get around to seeing any of the hard uh, the No, hard
4: I haven't. But um, <laughs> I did catch this clip and it's great of them yelling at each other Oh yeah, on the sideline.
2: I thought we could talk about uh, Kingsbury's house with no furniture in it. <laughs> yeah. it's It's the nicest house you've ever seen with zero furniture. I can't say zero. There's a couch, a TV, and a bed. He's it's, a minimalist. It's very
0: strange. But it's probably like six thousand square feet. <laughs> yes. Huh.
2: And then there the only thing in there is a giant painting of a lion wearing a crown. Oh dear. Uh, it's of like you're telling me in that entire place, the nicest all-glass palace you can think of in Arizona, and you're like, I'm not decorating this thing at all, except for this giant oversized mural of a lion wearing a, a crown. And he says it's because he's a Leo. Oh, he's into that. I, I don't know. That whole thing? I it's, What are you? Uh, Sagittarius. Oh, think, you're a Saggy? I think that's a horsey. I think it's the dude, like, what do they call the half horse, half man? That's called a centaur. I think that's the Sagittarius thing. Oh. I think that's what the symbol okay. is. I mean, I don't know. I just
4: All I know, I'm a cancer. And all there I know is when women used to, or, like you would hitting on a girl or something back in the day. Yeah. And they'd be into it. They'd be like, What's your son? Mm. I would say cancer, and they would go, "Ooh." Ew. Was that the crab? They didn't like it. Is
2: that the crab? I don't know. I think the cancer is the crab. So you have crabs and cancer. Well, and then I've always thought this. Yeah, the Sagittarius is the, uh, what did you call it? The cen- centaur. Centaur. Right? Um, where does the cash and prizes go on the centaur? Is that in the front or the back?
0: Oh, I, well, don't I think know. that's got to be. Uh, I mean, the, it's the bottom half that is, like, deer or horse or whatever. So you're, you you got it at the, the back of the carriage, hey, I believe. Hey, you
2: get horse wean. <laughs> but we, could you make the argument that, That's it, an upgrade. Sh- that it should go in, in front, though? Because it's, a, it's the male torso. All right. all right. You could make that argument.
4: <laughs> like I said, we're going to leave it all out there today, okay? <laughs> uh, let's get started with our poll question. Coming up next. All right, here's our poll question today on Twitter at 1080TheFan. It is brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Today we are asking you a very poignant question with only two answers. Which Northwest leader of men is doing the best job? Mm. Chance Billups or Dan Lanning? (laughs) Yikes. They're both doing a pretty good They're job. They're both doing a hell of
2: a job. Yeah, so vote, vote hard. That's all we ask. Vote hard. I kind of would probably lean. I know it's so early on, but I, I would probably lean towards Chauncey because I think everyone expected Oregon to be good. I don't know if Oregon people expected Oregon to be this good, but I mean the Georgia game didn't go the way you wanted it to. But outside of that, right? You've been a, a favorite in every game. I mean, we we expected you to be good. They've just been more dominant than we thought. Whereas. You know the thing about the Blazers like what in 9 and 9 and 3 6 and 1 on the road like the what? They're number 2 in the West. Yeah, where did this come Behind
4: from? Behind who we all predicted would be leading at this point? <laughs> oh, the, the Utah, Utah Jazz. Well, that was
2: universal. Everyone had Utah being number yeah, 1. Yeah, that was an easy one. Quick, name their coach. Oh gosh. Who is Utah's <laughs> coach? I
4: knew that would get you. Who
2: is <laughs> Frank Manfredson. Frank Manfredson? Will Hardy.
4: Will Did Hardy. you know that? I had no yeah. idea. If even could, if I told you Will Hardy was Utah Jazz coach, you would laugh at me
2: I'll you'd tell be you, like, That's not the coach. I'll tell you right now. You could be making that up right no, now. It's true. Uh, like but if you ask me this three weeks from now and I still won't know, I'll be like, wait, who? Yeah, was he's it? like a broy white guy. Will Hardy. Yep. Yeah. He's out coaching the whole damn league. So, to me, the the Blazers are are still the one where I can't quite figure it out. Like, they looked terrible in the preseason, right? They've missed games. Lillard's, I think, missed five games and has missed games. I mean, last night, you're on the road back-to-back against a New Orleans team that's supposed to be really good. You have no uh, Sharp, no Lillard, no Nurk, and you win again. It's the damnedest thing. They— it's early in the year, and so well, you don't want to make any sort of sweeping statements. Well, they play the
4: right way. They're really good. They're just tough. Yes. And and they're always going to play hard, and that's uh, something in the NBA. And yeah. they, they commit to defense, and they have a bunch of versatile guys who can, you know, they're just, they're just tough. Like, yeah. I, I, who knows how far they'll go, but
2: they're going to be a tough ass out. And you can make an argument that they've got 11, possibly 12 guys that all deserve significant minutes I mean we were talking about that with quick yesterday that I I don't know maybe this becomes an issue later on in in the year with guys wanting more minutes or maybe this is one of those where you just are deep and and you can play this hard for 82 games because you don't have to have anyone that's just you know you know playing 40 minutes a night but we've talked about this you can't keep wearing down Lillard year after year after year and you may not have to this year because this team is deep you know what they kind of feel like, because we didn't think they were deep, right? No. We were like, oh, they don't
4: have much of a bench. They kind of feel like the Spurs, in a way, where guys settle into roles. Like, like Chauncey is doing a really good job. Yeah. He's putting guys in positions where they are thriving, and that's always like what the Spurs used to do. You know, the Spurs would, like, Patty Mills was a great example. The Blazers had Patty Mills, and he was okay, whatever, yeah. and they let him go, and he goes to the Spurs, and you're like, whoa, yeah. what happened to Patty Mills? Well, Patty Mills got with a good coach, and he was put in a good role, and he knows his role, and he plays that role well. That's what the Blazers are kind of doing yeah. with and, some of these bros. And they
2: pick up guys and then... like And the they don't re- even have Gary Payton yet. Yeah, GP2, the the mitten isn't even... I'm
4: with you. I, I'd vote for... Uh, as much as I love Dan Lanning, I think he's doing a great job. Chauncey Billups wins this poll question.
2: Yeah, they've got a bunch of guys that I'll bet when... If you're a fan of another team, like Miami or Phoenix, right, and all of a sudden Portland beats you, you look up at the box score and you say, Who? Oh, yeah, what the hell is he doing? You know, all of a sudden, Justice Winslow, Drew Eubanks, baby, yeah, the ma- the majestic MVP that is Drew Eubanks. Let's go. And then you 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 even draft a guy like Sharp that we all think is going to be like a three or four year project. And you know, I didn't play last night, but even he has just been uh, impressive dude, in the minutes that if he's, he pops he, next year. Because it usually did not take that long for yeah. like really good players
4: to pop. And you're seeing it early with him. He's already yeah he yeah you see the potential if he pops next year.
2: Lillard, watch Simons, out, dude. Sharp. Yeah, I mean, you got potential three others. Yeah, well, you well, and then that Jeremy Grant guy, and you know, but Eubanks love, mainly love Jeremy
4: Grant mainly Eubanks love Josh Hart. It's, it's just it's a good good solid yeah. uh, good solid team with a hell of a coach, and so so far, um, <clears throat> I would vote for Chauncey Billups. But Lanning's doing a great job too. Let's come back and talk more about uh, Oregon Washington. Do you like points?
2: Yeah, because you're going to get points. Watch it now. This this is going to be like 17 to 14. <laughs> I don't see any way that happens. <laughs> I don't think. Do you? I don't either, but, you know,
4: sometimes it does though. Weird things happen. Well, we'll talk about this with Joey later, but, you know, pressure ramps up now. Yeah. So you you've got some teams in the college football playoff rankings that have big games this weekend and it will be interesting to see how they respond to those and to your point, like, how does Oregon
2: only score 14 points?
4: Well, maybe the pressure gets to him here. They always say, like, beware. TCU has one of these games. That's the one that scares me. Oregon has one of these games.
2: They always say, beware the Ides of March. I don't know what you call the Ides of November, but in college football, maybe it's just the witches, right? The, the, the witches of November because they're coming for it it's spooky when you get into November. It is the witching season in college football because it, every year you've got at least three or four teams that we all say, well, there's a clear path to the playoff. <clears throat> and then what happens? You come along and get kneecapped. See, well, li- look at Ohio State. Well, yeah, damn week. near had it. Uh, uh, Clemson, right? We all said Clemson has the easiest path, and Notre Dame <clears throat> comes along and just and, and kicks their ass. And now we're all in love with TCU, but I swear the Big 12 is the biggest victim of this. Like, every year, like, there seems to be, like, the upstart Big 12 team that we love, and then, you know, here comes Texas.
4: All right, we'll talk more about that. We've got Eric. Uh, Air- Audio, up our poll question on Twitter: Which leader of men in the Northwest is doing the best job? Chauncey Billups or Dan Lanning? Vote, vote hard. It is 3:31. Here's Buck.
2: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five
1: dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
3: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
4: Yeah, Aylen They are uh, releasing us out into the wild for one night. Uh, come join us for a live show at the new Aylen Sportsbook on Monday, November 21st. So not next Monday, the Monday after. Hey, so this aircraft carrier game, uh, this aircraft carrier game looks cool. Love it. Yeah, it, it's uh, Michigan State and what is it? Who's the other team? Gonzaga. Gonzaga.
2: Oh, the Zags are out there. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, on the west coast. Sweet. A couple times they've done them off the coast of uh, Jersey. They've had these before. So where's this one? I think this one's in San Diego. San Diego, if I'm not mistaken. This is the USS Abraham Lincoln that uh, my buddy was a firefighter on for a number of years. Yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, I love these. I think these are these are super cool, and they're doing the the military uh, themed uniforms with the camo. And what if the ball goes into the water though? Uh, I think you probably get another one. But does uh, Drew Timmy uh, jump in? And...
0: <laughs> well, I'm relatively confident. Like Sue said, they brought more than one with them. Yeah. yeah.
2: No. <laughs> You know, and those things are pretty big. I, I think you'd have to roll that thing a, a long way off. Have you ever seen an aircraft carrier in person? Mm-hmm. It is one of the, in my opinion, one of the, what, they, what is like the eighth wonder of the world, like something that man built. When I see that thing, a floating city with a couple, uh, <clears throat> you know, nuclear reactors, that just blows my mind the sheer uh, immense size of that thing so I think this is really cool you know what
4: blows my mind is how quickly they
2: take off and land from those things yeah you know yeah with just like the little line (laughs) it's just just, they got this Uh, and then like there's elevators that bring the planes up and down like the whole thing is nuts and I I just I like a little bit of the the military pageantry I think that stuff's really cool this year I'm going to the Army Navy game for the first time ever and, and there'll be some tears shed they're doing a flyover right now yeah I just think that stuff is awesome. Those would be the uh, the F-18 Hornets, uh-huh. the ones that they flew in Top Gun Part 2. We had some F-15s flying around here today. Love it. I just, anytime those go overhead when I'm going over the bridge, that is uh, that never ceases to be cool to me. All right.
4: Uh, well, we have noted this week that the Oregon-Washington game is most likely the greatest ever matchup of teams with quarterbacks who have the letter x in their last name? Yes. So that's one reason to to really <laughs> tune in tomorrow. The other is man, I the more I dig into this game, I was just looking at some numbers. I don't see how the other team how either team stops the other. Like this is going to be fun, man. Pennix, what's the over under on Pennix pass
2: attempts? 56.
4: <laughs> I might take the over. <laughs> he gonna, threw 52 against
2: Oregon State. He's going to throw a lot of them. He's going to throw the ball all night. And that was in bad weather, too. Yeah. And he threw 52. And it's supposed to be
4: pretty nice out there tomorrow. Yeah, think.
2: They'll, they'll sling it around. So
4: you have you have the number one passer in college football, Michael Penix, in terms of total yards, yeah. against the number 124 pass defense. <laughs> oh, if, my God. If and want, then tell me how
2: Washington slows down Bo Nix. Bo Nix is playing better than any quarterback in the country. Yeah. He's well, like... And, and, and like the it's so efficient, their ability to run the ball on first and second down. Like if you look at their third down conversions, um, neither team, by the way, has been good defensively getting off the field. But Oregon doesn't really get to third downs like and, and when they do get to third down, they convert it such a high rate because it's like third and one. When you run the ball the way Oregon does, it makes everything that much easier. So whereas Oregon runs to set up the pass. Washington just comes out and they just throw the ball. Yeah, I mean it's
4: and they both protect protect their quarterback really well. Of course, Oregon we know. I mean, have, have I think they allowed a sack or is there just one? I
2: think there might be one.
4: Still, just the one, just and
2: one. I think and he, Washington is fourth. Yeah. in in the country in protecting their quarterback. And and Washington's is a little look. I'm not. I think the Oregon offensive line is the, arguably the best offensive line in the country. But I'll say that the the, the job of a Washington O lineman is much uh, it's it's much more challenging protecting Penix than it is right. what, what Oregon has to do, and, and and honestly, sack numbers in college football, I think we're, we were we were talking about this week or the or the or last week. It's really hard to to get sacks in the world of college football. It just is look at Will Anderson, the the outside rusher for Alabama. Like people are like, well. You know what's he doing? Or even Thibodeau when he was here. Teams get rid of the ball, and and it just the 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 spread offenses and the one reads. Yeah, they don't. You
4: don't stand back there. You and you don't look around.
2: No, and and like it's one of the the arguments like why a guy like Justin Fields comes into the league and struggles because he plays at Ohio State, and it's like, hey, I take the ball and the gun, and I got one read, and it's out of my hand. It's really hard to to get there. So when you look at, at what Oregon does in regards to their run game, their RPO game, it's just, it's really hard to pin your ears back and come. If you want to run up, if you want to rush up field on, on Oregon, they'll get you on the little underneath counter game or Bo Nix will, will, will kill you with the RPO run game or they'll break contain. It's just really hard right now. The way Oregon's playing to get any sort of meaningful pressure on, on Bo and, and UW, by the way, has pass rushers. UW has three guys that can, can get after the quarterback. But if you can't stop Oregon from running the ball on first and second down, I don't care how good your pass rush is. It's not going to matter. So everyone's going to say third down, third down, third down, because both defenses, it's about a coin flip. I think it's about 46 and 47% uh, that teams are converting third downs. And so people are going to point to that. Uh, And I know that that's a very convenient stat, stat. I think for UW, the much, much bigger deal is first and second down. You have got to force Oregon into obvious passing situations. And outside of Georgia, we really haven't seen it this year. You know, we just haven't seen teams force Oregon into third and six plus. And so if you're UW, you have to find a way to load up and stop this run, but at the same time protect one of the worst secondaries in college football. And that, to me, is the you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Do you load up and try to stop this run? Do you bring a safety down? Do you have the balls to try to play man coverage on the outside? So far this year, it has been a disaster when UW has attempted to do that. So I just don't know if UW has the capabilities to to stop Oregon. And there's going to be points back and forth, but this screams UCLA, Oregon, and... Again, I feel like if Oregon gets a stop or gets a, you know gets up by two scores, and you're having to play catch up if you're UW, this is you're you're in some trouble. You
4: know, that's the thing about it. It feels like a lot of college football is like this this year, where it's just. Neither defense is really going to be able to stop the other. Nah. But the way you win is just you flip the field a couple of times. You get a turnover yep. once. You um I don't know, you just come up with a big third down stop and you get the ball back and then it's like, well, hmm. there there there's two possession or uh, you know, two scores right there, yeah. you know? So it's like I feel like the TCU Texas game may be like that. I feel like every game in the Big 12 is like that. Yep. And this is another one of those where it's just it's all about, you know, if you have the ball like Landing talks about, you have the ball last the first half, you know, you're you're getting it to start the second half. That's, Steal a possession. Those are critical uh, spots where you have to collect points. Yeah.
2: And, and that's really it. And again, just being a it's, it's 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 a very simple sort of thing. But if you told me that that I can dominate the game by running the ball or I can dominate the game by by throwing it 52 times, I'll take the run game. And I just, I really love the way Oregon's offense is playing right now. And I want to see if, if UW can, can stop it because they couldn't against UCLA. Uh, UCLA couldn't do it against Oregon. And, and really, no team has stopped Oregon from moving the ball. And I know this is going to sound weird because Georgia allowed three points. Oregon moved the ball against Georgia, they were horrific. In in situational football, and they were horrific turning the ball over, but they actually ran the ball, and they moved it pretty well. Early
0: in that game, it looked like Oregon's offense was going to be able to hang for a little while. They never put points on the board, yeah. but they were able to move it.
2: And then against Washington State, they moved it at will, but what did Washington State do? They bowed their back, and this is kind of what you're talking about. If if Washington is going to, to be in this game, red zone. You're not going to stop Oregon. In between the uh, in between the twenties, you're not. You have to force Oregon yeah. to kick field goals, and that's it. And you only got to do it once or twice as yes. long as your offense is cooking. Yes. And if if you're Penix, you know can you can you exist in the middle of the field? Because they they've been killing people with the deep passing game. That is one area where Oregon hasn't been terrible at. They've been more so in the middle and have just been getting killed and not being able to cover people in space. So. I also want to see what U-Dub does. What does Kalen DeBoer dial up here? Does he continue to try to be vertical or does he just say, hey, we're going to force you to try? We're going to make you prove to us that you can tackle our guys in between the hash marks and and play in space because so far, that to me has been Oregon's biggest weakness.
0: And we've talked with this a little bit uh, with Anthony Newman on, on Ducks Roundtable and in the postgame shows, and he thinks that for the most part Oregon's Pass defense deep is pretty solid, but what they do have is a couple guys that have lapses in concentration. They just they whether it's the over, the over the middle stuff or whether it's the deep stuff, occasionally you'll just get a guy that's checked out. And if they have one of those, you saw it against Colorado last week, an eighty-one yard bomb. Um, you can sustain that against an opponent like that, but in a game like this, you can't have those. And
2: whereas Washington, the secondary, they're just not very good. I mean, this year they were they're young, right? Yeah, they're, they're I mean, they were playing walk-ons. There yeah. was a game this year where they were playing uh, a kid that didn't even have a name on the back of his jersey. They just were like, "Look, before the game, we had a couple guys couldn't go. So, man, hey, my man, <laughs> hey, twenty-five. What's your name? It doesn't matter. Get your so ass who out." Who has there. more passing success tomorrow? I think it's going to be UW because I think Oregon just rams it down their throat. Yeah, no, so I'll and bet. Just you, make them stop them. On they'll the make ground. you stop it, but I'll bet you when you when you look at the numbers, Penix Jr. should get it. Georgia threw for fourth. I was I went back and look at the
4: Oregon Georgia box score. Georgia threw for four hundred and thirty nine yards in that game.
2: Yeah, Washington's going to throw for a bunch of yards.
4: Oh dear!
0: Looking like the over under on Penix yards is uh, three hundred and fifteen and a half. Nix two seventy five and
4: a half. Yeah. Ah, interesting.
2: But for it's, what it's worth, but it's going to be misleading because it, it, it if Bo Nix throws the I'll ball, take f- the Penix over. Yeah. If if Nix has to throw it fifty two times, like Penix, Penix may, Oregon's in a lot of trouble. You don't it's right. Just, that's
4: yeah. You got to stay. <laughs> Stay balanced. If, yeah,
0: if Knicks is going well over that total, something's wrong in the run game probably, exactly. right? Exactly. Yes.
4: So, Bucky McBuckface, what time does our Oregon-Washington coverage begin
0: tomorrow? High noon. Yes. Are you a part of that? I am not. I am part of the post-game coverage. Hell yeah. Who's are so on the post-game show with? Me, Will Ortner, Jordan Schultz, and then we'll have Anthony calling in. We'll have Dusty calling in. Yeah. Hell yeah. And Dusty's down there roaming
4: around. like. That's right. What's he like? Doesn't he get like a uh, tailgate? Somebody told me that Dusty showed up at their tailgate, like, interviewing. Yeah, yeah he roams the... T- so he does, like, the... Yeah, he does a little man-on-the-street man interviewing on the street. action, really? and I and think... And when does that... Does that air on the pregame show?
0: airs on the pregame show, and he, I believe he often comes with gifts, sometimes beer, sometimes hot sauce, yeah. so, yeah.
2: Yeah, when I went down to the BYU game, uh, Dusty was, was... Well, he was in official capacities, but I tailgated while Dusty kind of... We roamed around together. So he's a wireless mic guy. Yeah. He just runs around and yeah. does Dirt's bits. down there doing stuff, too. Oh, it's the, it's the whole thing. Look at it. The other one to keep an eye out, too, is, again, we've talked about this in big games. Oregon is really good at home. Like, Autzen Stadium is a tough place to play. UW's been on the road three times this year. Lost to UCLA. Lost to a backup walk-on at Arizona State. And damn near choked it away against Cal. So, Washington has got to play a lot better on the road than what they've seen earlier in, uh, in this year from, from their three road games if if they want to play with Oregon. What do you think happens? I think this, to me, has a little bit of the UCLA feel to it. I think UW's good. I think they can score. I think they can score 30 on Oregon. This has a feel to me like, 42, I know, like a 42, 45, 30, something along those lines. I think Oregon wins by two touchdowns. I think it's it's competitive. It's close, but I I think you, to your point, Oregon will steal a possession. They'll get a turnover. They'll get uh, they're going to get up by two scores, and and UW's just not going to be able to, uh, to to keep up. All right, kickoffs at four,
4: and pregame, all of our awesome coverage starts at noon right here on the fan. Oregon, Washington. Okay, shade and sharp. We have an injury update to the Blazers rookie, and we're going to hear DeAndre Hopkins yell at Kyler Murray. It's a three fifty. On the fan.
5: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com
4: all right we've got a quick blazers update here for you blazers the zers your zers uh first of all before i get to that
2: uh do you like the um city edition unis the pdx carpet yeah you knew they were coming i mean if if you're doing something to honor the city you knew eventually they were going to get around to the carpet and uh i'm pro pdx carpet i'm not as is uh i don't know It's, uh, I don't know. Focus. I'm trying to think of what's the term. Like, people love that thing. Like, that is so iconic here, and people lose their ass over it. I don't have the fervor for it, but I like the PDX carpet. And, uh, yeah, if you're doing a Portland City uh, jersey, yeah, this this works. I got got zero issues. So they're black.
4: And then it just has PDX on it, and then there's a, like a like almost like a sash strip. Yeah, that's the the old green PDX carpet.
2: Of all of the city editions uh, that I was looking at, I, I think we have one of the better ones. Did you see Charlotte's? Yeah, unfortunately, I did. Now,
4: okay, so you have to do it. if you guys haven't seen Charlotte's city edition uniforms, Google them, and text in
0: what. That makes you think of
4: yeah,
2: because much like PDX, we can't really say they it. used the. I'm assuming that's the airport code there.
0: It's gotta be, but it looks bad. It's real bad. Big
2: block letters C L T. Yeah, sound it out. Like if I saw
0: that on no, the light. <laughs> don't. <laughs> well, you can do it in your car. We can't sound it out. Right. That's why I said text. What if
2: we did the old? What uh, does that make you think? Conjunction of? Junction, junction, where I'd went <laughs> and then you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're referring to clot. That's right, <laughs> clot, like a yes. blood clot. Uh, clot. Right. Yes,
2: that's immediately what I thought. Clot. Like, come on, someone be better than that. It was like, I know we... you got to think that stuff through, man. Cult.
0: Was... It's cult. That's what, it is. what was the?
2: It was the uh, who was the old Cleveland Browns coach? Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson had a foundation where his logo still does. Yeah, someone needs to. Someone needs to tell him that that's not a good idea. Just it's, it's... come on, Charlotte. Be better than that. But I like the PDX stuff. Like, what is more outside? Of, if you're thinking of, of symbolism in Portland, we've got the the uh, the deer, right? We got the deer sign. I, I mean, outside of that, is there something more iconic in our city than that carpet? Like, you said to have symbolism that said Portland. Like you can't That's... you can't put beer on there. You can't put strippers. Well, you got the. Um, you can't put homeless.
0: The st- and they did that made in Oregon thing last year with the sign. They yes. had the they had yeah. the font for it.
2: Yeah, yeah. right.
0: The st- what do they call that? The stag.
2: Yeah, the yeah, this is the, yeah the made the, in Oregon the the, the yeah. Portland stag. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like what? I don't know what else. Bridges. you're Bridges. Go- Donuts.
0: Know. Donut themed jerseys. Maybe a tent.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like we, there's only so much. And that was, I saw some people saying that you can't keep doing this every year because some of the cities, like, you're just running out of stuff to, you know, you're running out of stuff to do. But the, like, if you did the PDX carpet one as just a alternate that you wore three or four times a year and you had that permanently, I'd be on board with that. I think this is probably the best of the ones that we've come up with as far as the city ones. I they did a brown ones. What, were brown.
0: what? They did a kind of a one that had a little bit of a buffalo check theme to it. That looked like slightly flannel pattern, but it wasn't over the top. Yeah, that but, one was pretty solid yeah, the too. The Doctor
2: Jack pants ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those yeah, were okay that's too. Cool. And if you did one like someone's saying yeah, you we should the, if you did one with roses.
0: Yeah, that'd like, be cool.
2: That, yeah, <laughs> throw that on there. <laughs> kind of like the like a uh, background faded roses. People are. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the CLT. unfortunately
4: they're looking up
0: the Charlotte. Yeah, jerseys and texting it. I, uh,
4: um, anyway, Shaden Sharp.
0: Best joke I saw on Twitter about that was uh, men were having trouble finding that jersey. <laughs> Woo! He's fumbling around. I get it. I get it.
2: One of these days. You know what? I don't think that jersey really exists, to be honest with you. Right. I think it's a myth. It's a myth. <laughs> uh, so
4: Shaden Sharp, uh, it has been announced, has sustained a volar avulsion yes. fracture. Of to his, his right pinky. The pinky, yeah. And but, haven't we all done that? Haven't we all broken our pinkies? Yeah. I feel we like think we've all had that injury. All three of us have crooked pinkies. I got both of mine. They're... I call them the taint ticklers. <laughs> yeah. But I think every guy has that. Like I don't know why what it is, but it feels like that's like a rite of passage as a young
2: man. Well, you're Just out. To get your pinky broken, and you don't get it fixed. Ow! And then it. Uh, heels crooked. Yeah. And the avulsion one is just when like the uh the tendon rips off a little chunk of your bone. Nice. So you can get a little of the it's not like a little fracture crack. Like they I, I honestly think that there's seventy five percent of the NFL that's playing with them right now. But in basketball it's a little bit different because obviously, yeah. you know, it's on your shooting hand and yeah, be careful. And I would assume in basketball that happened. You know, think how many times you're playing and you get your finger jammed Well, that's
4: how mine broke was basketball. Yeah back when i used to ball
2: <laughs> back when you are shooting threes at the y <laughs> hey my my really bad one was uh, against the university of washington your beloved huskies
4: they broke your finger huh
2: i got my finger caught in between uh, a guy's helmet and his face mask <clears throat> and the son of a b started punching me after the play cuz he thought i was he thought i was grabbing his his face mask and i had to let him know please stop punching me i'm not grabbing your helmet my hand is stuck in (laughs) your face mask, and if you could uh, take that helmet off, I would like to get my finger back.
0: Did he apologize?
2: Yeah, he actually felt kind of bad about it. (laughs) Good. Oh, sorry, man. Yeah. It was Mac Tui... Tui Aena? Big Polynesian guy. And you know what? To his credit, yes, he punched me about two or three times, and then we had a nice laugh over it, and he took his helmet off, and then he actually stepped on his helmet to create the space for me to get my finger out. He was very nice after the whole thing. So they are saying...
4: With Sharp, all they say is his return to play will be determined on a game-by-game basis, yeah, and he it's... would be listed as questionable for Saturday's game at Dallas. Yeah, they're
2: not going to do surgery or anything. This will just be, you know, again, you'll wait for the weird uh, hump to heal in there and like everyone else, and then you move on, as you like to call it, the tickler. The taint tickler. Now, what if you were in Charlotte <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> playing with your CLT jersey? I mean, there's just so many great <laughs> jokes, but none of them can air. No, you really can't. It's 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 rough.
4: All right, coming up next, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals' dysfunction and look at the NFL weekend ahead. Yeah. It is 402 on the fan.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.